0: Well, I've got the coronavirus, so today I'm going to tell you some things I've learned while being quarantined and also share with you a story from over 100 years ago. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways on the Stories of Hope and Hard Times podcast. Interestingly enough, I am actually recording this episode as I am quarantined in my bedroom, having been diagnosed with COVID just last week. So I've had a little bit of a COVID Christmas prep, (laughs) which was totally unexpected, but I am thankful for this opportunity that I have to talk to you guys today about a few of the things I've learned from being quarantined with COVID and also share with you the wonderful story of a Christmas miracle that happened over a hundred years ago. So first, COVID. Thank goodness I do not have a very bad case of it. I feel more like I have a cold with congestion. I've had a cough. And um, I must say that isolating even from my family has had its ups and downs. I I guess I haven't been completely alone by myself for so long that I almost forgot what it feels like. <laughs> but in some ways, that has been a little bit of a challenge for me. And I've really had to remember my priorities as I have been here quarantined. I've remembered to put God first. There's been days when I've felt just overwhelming gratitude and felt such peace. There was a day where I was quarantined when I felt so antsy after being cooped up that I was literally wiping the baseboards down and my door frames because I just couldn't hold still. I think it it just happened from being cooped up for too long. Uh, I've learned that I can exercise by doing the same little 10-foot <laughs> loop in my bedroom. It's not preferred, but I can exercise here so that I don't go so stir-crazy. I've learned how dirty my windows are, and um, I, I've cleaned windows, and <laughs> and I've edited podcasts, and I've read podcasts books, and I've watched movies. And it has been a time of reflection for me and a time of gratitude. I've had friends reach out to me, both via email, text, phone calls, and I just feel generally very, very blessed. And so as I've been cooped up with COVID, I've come to realize A few important things. The first is you can find something to be grateful for no matter the circumstance. I had the opportunity to get a book just as I was getting sick that I had ordered based on the recommendation of a friend last week. And it is called Power In Praise by Merlin R. Carruthers. And it's a book that was written back in the 1970s. But the whole premise of the book so far, I haven't finished it yet, is that we can be grateful for every circumstance that comes into our lives. And once we show gratitude for it, that God often opens up ways to get past it. And so I had one day of gratitude where I knelt down and i thanked god for every hardship in my life for every hardship in my family's life for every hardship growing up that it was part of my journey and had helped make me who i am and it was difficult and i probably cried an entire trash basket full of tears <laughs> while I was doing it but I can't even tell you how much I was filled with love and peace after doing that I thanked God that I had I was quarantined and that I had covid and I'd like to share with you a quote from this book Power and Praise Praise is based on an acceptance of the present as part of God's loving, perfect will for us. Praise is not based on what we think or hope will happen in the future. This is an absolute law clearly observable in the practice of praise. We praise God not for what we expect will happen in or around us, but we praise him for who he is and where and how we are right now. And that is what I found. There is a peace that comes in being grateful. I don't know how else to describe it to you other than to say it was a very appropriate way for me to begin my quarantine in my bedroom and I'm thankful for the reminder that we can be thankful in all things. One of the verses that was mentioned several times in this power and praise book is the verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. And I I loved that idea that everything in our lives, even the most awful times, can work together for our good, that God can turn it into a blessing. And that is how I have seen my quarantine time so far. Another lesson I have learned is that it is important to set goals for every day even if those are goals for relaxing, because we need something to work towards, especially if we're stuck inside a room. And some days that was as simple as, I'm going to edit this podcast today. Some days it was, I'm going to relax and read this book. I spent some time pondering what can I do to serve while I'm in here and remembered that I had up in my craft room a hat loom and I've been crocheting hats and watching movies while I crochet hats or I have some audiobooks on my phone that I've been listening to and while I crochet more hats I found the importance of finding of making different spots in my room where I can sit and spend time. I have a spot where I read my scriptures. I have a spot where I relax, and that's where I eat. That's where I watch movies. I have a spot set up with a table where I work, and I'm surrounded by my computer and and stuff To help me keep podcasting my microphone here, which I'm recording out of my room today. Um, And so it's important to set goals to, when you're in a small place, have different stations so that you're not sitting in the same place all day long. I found it's important to have wonderful things to distract me. Um, filling my life with goodness. I was able to read um, one of Richard Paul Evans' most recent Christmas book called The Noel Letters, which is beautiful. And if you haven't read it yet, go for it. It's wonderful. Anyway, so gratitude and goals. And I have to say that I know God helped me through all of that. So gratitude, goals, and God. God is the one who inspired me how to spend some of my time. Truly, this has been a journey that I have taken with God at my side. And I'm thankful for his help through it all because my emotions have run up and down and all around. I felt happy. I felt discouraged. But I'm thankful that God is with me, even in quarantine. Now to a wonderful story. I've been able to do a little bit of research since I've been stuck here in my room. And I want to take you back to the Christmas of 1914. We're in the beginnings of World War I, and something truly remarkable happened that first christmas in the weeks leading up to christmas candlelit trees began to appear along the german trench lines and lance corporal rs colson of london rifle brigade wrote about this he said i am sure you are anxious to know how we spent christmas and i will tell you in detail But first of all, I must describe what will, I believe, live on in history as one of the most remarkable incidents of the war. On Christmas Eve, at about 4 p.m., we were in a line of advanced trenches waiting to be relieved. It was dark when we heard singing and shouting coming from the other trenches at right angles to us. News filtered down. German and English officers had exchanged compliments and agreed on a truce. Then we started giving one another a concert. We sang every song we could think of. A bonfire was lit and everyone walked about as though it were a picnic." Sergeant Major Frank Naden of the Sixth Cheshires wrote, "'The Scottish soldiers started playing the bagpipes. <laughs> Graham Williams, a British soldier, wrote, I was gazing toward the German lines and thinking what a different sort of Christmas Eve this was from any I had experienced in the past when suddenly lights began to appear along the top of the German trenches. These were Christmas trees which were adorned with lighted candles burning steadily in the still frosty air. Other guards had, of course, seen the same thing and quickly awoke those asleep in shelters to come and see this thing which had come to pass. Then suddenly our opponents began to sing, still and knocked, and knocked. They finished their carol and we thought that we ought to retaliate on the same way, so we sang the first Noel. And when we had finished, they all began clapping, and so it went on. First the Germans would sing one of their carols, then we would sing one of ours, until we started up with O Come All Ye Faithful. And the Germans immediately joined in singing the same hymn to the Latin words Adeste Fidelis. And I thought, well, this was really a most extraordinary thing. Our nation's both singing the same carol in the middle of a war. Stephen Wonderly wrote, Whatever the spirit of Christmas had been before that hour, It was now, above all, the spirit of hope and peace. A British war correspondent reported that later on in the evening, the soldiers heard a clear voice singing the beloved French carol, O Holy Night. The singer was a serving soldier, Victor Granier, formerly of the Paris Opera. Private B. Calder of the Sixth Gordons recorded, I must say I spent a merrier Christmas in the trenches than I expected. There was a truce for a while so that we could bury our dead, after which we had a short service over their graves. The chaplain read the 23rd Psalm, and then the German chaplain read it in German. It seemed odd for us to be lined up on either side of the graves, German on one side and British on the other. After the service, the Germans asked if we would not shoot that day or the day after. We were speaking to the Germans and got souvenirs from them. I got a little box of ground coffee, so I had coffee for breakfast that morning. We also got nuts, sweets, and chocolate from them. The Germans seem to be well off here. They have plenty of tobacco, and we got some of it. You will hardly credit this, but it is the truth. Fancy shooting at the enemy, and then going over to wish them Merry Christmas. You would have thought that peace had been declared and there was no shooting on Christmas Day or the day after. Kurt Zymich of the 134th Saxons recorded in his diary, Christmas, the celebration of love, managed to bring mortal enemies together as friends for a time. And one French officer summed up his thoughts in the simple words, For an instant, the God of goodwill was once more master of this corner of the earth. My dear friends, Christmas is a time of miracles. It was 100 years ago, and it was 2,000 years ago, and it continues to be a time of miracles even today. As we approach this Christmas season, let us remember that Christmas is a time of love. It is a time of celebration. It is a time of hope. But most of all, it is a time to remember one of the greatest gifts ever given to the world. As it says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let us remember this holiday season, first of all, that we are loved by a God in heaven who loved us so much as to send his Son. And let us remember the Son, the gift, who loved us enough to give his own life so that we might not perish but have everlasting life. I am thankful for the gifts of the Father and the Son this holiday season. They have stood by me through my quarantine and through every up and down of my life. They are real. And they love you so very much. Let us give the gift of love and peace, just as those soldiers did so long ago in a world that is increasing with turbulence and chaos and discord. Let's give the gift of love and peace this holiday season. Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time, and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode you forget What were those great things? So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling, with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ, and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, remember God loves you.